Welcome back to the Flow Track Podcast. I'm Kevin. He's Gordon. FlowTrackPodcast at gmail.com is the email address. We are here today to preview the women's field for the Marathon Project, which takes place on Sunday. If you want to look at the men's side of things and you missed yesterday's draft, check that out in your feed. Gordon, Lincoln, going toe-to-toe for how many minutes? 30, 40, 50? It felt like uh, it, time, it was timeless. Time stopped okay, when okay. we were drafting. <laughs> I don't know how long it was, but it was good. Is that, we, uh, a, is that I, a good thing? <laughs> it was a good thing. It was a good draft. Uh, Lincoln got to pick first. He had a surprise first mm. pick. I did not see it coming. I feel like I still have overall a better team. Um, it's interesting. He So this that was the third draft that me and Lincoln have done. We did two drafts during the 10K, and then we just did that men's marathon project draft. This will be my fourth draft I've done uh, right now. But I'm really upset about the previous 10K drafts. I feel like I got mm-hmm. robbed because of a DNS by Kira D'Amato and a DNF by Tyler Day. If those don't happen, I win. And the marathon, like I mentioned in the podcast with the men's draft, hey, there are more likely to be a DNFs than any other race than a 10K. So Mm -hmm. I'm nervous that my bad luck of picking DNFers might happen. But hey, Mm -hmm. we did a double or nothing on the beers. He won a six-pack, so now it's up to a 12-pack if he wins. So I might move this if I lose that. If I lose that, then I might turn this draft into a 24-pack because I just (laughs) – I I can't – I got to keep going until I break even. That's my plan. All right, you're rolling other debts into other debts that you have with yeah. with different people. Yeah, Lincoln was not optimistic because he's been on a bit of a win streak and he knows that he's going to come down to earth. What are the ground rules for this draft for the people who didn't listen to yesterday's show? So uh, because I picked second in the previous draft, I'm going to pick first in this draft. Sorry, you just, you, that's how it goes. Uh, it's snake Sorry. style. So I'll pick once, and then you pick twice, and then I pick twice, and then you pick twice until we get to seven. And then we score the meet cross-country style, top five. Tiebreaker is head-to-head, not sixth man or sixth woman, unfortunately. It's cross-country mm. rules tiebreaker, but hopefully we don't get to No. That. Wait, uh, who agreed on that? Who agreed on that? Who signed up on that? No. No. It's sixth, sixth runner. I'm sorry. Okay. Veto. But there's no. in what's in what where is it sixth runner? High school. Okay, why high are we going to high school rules? Because that's the last time you and I were relevant running was in high school. So that's the that thing that I'm gonna do. No. Relevant, you're stretching the term relevant. You think of NCAA college. You don't think of yeah. high school federations in different states. Why they you, think of the listen. Really you and Lincoln, you and Lincoln can have, you and Lincoln can have your separate rules if you want to. But on the women's draft, we're doing it the way the tiebreaker was meant to be done. I don't want to hear about this college stuff. They run three times a year. High school kids lace them up and get out there, and they actually race a bunch of times. There's not like two appearances all year. They change the distance. No one even knows what they're running half the time. No, high school is where it's at. We're doing six person tiebreaker. Okay. I don't care if it even costs me this win. It's a hill that I'm going to die on. You have the first pick. Go ahead. Yes. My first pick, I think, is obvious. Got to go with the best runner in the field. It is Sarah Hall. I almost faked you out there. I was about to say someone else. But Sarah Hall, obviously, coming off her London Marathon runner-up finish. She's run 222.01. So that's a that's a 
a real 222. It's not 222.59. It's 222.01, almost 221. Um, sixth fastest, sixth fastest American all time. Um, you were mentioning you were listening to our press conference uh, that American record is on their mind and not out of question. I found that as a shock. I was like, whoa, we're the marathon project is might be an American record attempt. Uh, what, what was more that you heard from the press conference with Sarah Hall mentioning that maybe the American record could go down? Well, her husband, Ryan Hall, said that she's going to go out in 6940. And John of Let's Run asked, hey, you know, is that pressure for you? And she didn't directly answer that. She mentioned that she doesn't want to go in with an all or nothing mentality because she's done that before. And then if she goes through slightly off of that pace, even though the pace is still fast and it starts feeling like a disappointment. But at the end, she, she said that she thinks based on her workouts that that's definitely possible. So 67.40 obviously would get you the American record. Right now it's 219.36. Also, Ben Rosario was on the call, who's the race director, you can say, put this whole thing together. And he said it is going to be eligible for records. They're going to have drug testing. They have someone right now on the ground doing the course measuring certification. So it looks like everything is is on the up and up for it to be certified and, and sanctioned. So records can be set there. And I guess you could say PRs can be set there because if it's not certified or sanctioned, it's it's tough to even count it as a PR in the official realm of things um, for world rankings. So yes, I'm like you. I was surprised. I was surprised that we're thinking sub 220 is possible. They seem to be really bullish on how fast this course is, Gordon. Everybody seems to be talking about just how quick they expect this course to run on Sunday. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a looped course, right? So how many times do they run in a circle? Well, they go really they go to one. To back. It's like a U. Yeah, they got the map on the website. You can see it there. It's like six times. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. It's it's like a it's like a C. Well, actually, almost like an oval. You almost get to an oval, except you do a uh, a one eighty, and then you go back the other direction, and then you run the other side. So yeah, it's four point two, six miles each loop and you're doing six of them. And then obviously you have the, the start finish there. I guess, I mean, it's not implausible to find a ridiculously flat <laughs> section of road that does not seem too difficult. So we'll see how quick they can go. Sarah Hall, your first pick. Are you writing these down or do I need to write these down? I, I, I'm keeping track of it. I got it. So, okay. So I get yeah, two. Yeah. Which is tough. I never liked being in this position, be it fantasy football or the marathon project draft. It's a lot of pressure to go two in a row because then I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get anything, and, and you know until much later. So that's kind of that's kind of tough for me. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with home course advantage here, and I'm also gonna go with recent performance advantage, and I'm gonna go with some teammates who finished sixth and eighth at the Olympic trials who just set 10K PRs two weeks ago at the track meet. Kellen Taylor, it's who like, ran 31.15. Oh, I, I, I thought you were going to – I thought you were going to quiz me. You're like, all right, who is – like you're giving me like a like – Oh, a, no, like I know. Game. I've done my research. This isn't going against Lincoln. This is going against a guy who's putting in the time, putting in the work to make sure he gets the W here. I'm going Taylor and Bruce. I mean – did you know this though? I mean, this is crazy. Kellen Taylor set 5K and 10K PBs this year. That's pretty crazy. And she could get her marathon PB here on Sunday. She said she had a stress fracture after the trials. I learned that in the press conference. 
but she's run she's clearly healthy because she's running fastest she's ever run on the track so taylor and bruce they're solid they're always dependable i think in this race they'll do really well so that's that's where i'm going i mean i like those two picks especially the i think home course advantage and home coach mm-hmm. advantage because ben rosario mm-hmm. is the one who's putting together this meet so they are like kind of like it's like their home meet and i feel like it, mm-hmm. and like even like Rosario probably was talking about this race before a lot of the other competitors even knew it, the race existed, right? To his teammates. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, probably back in like August, they're like, yeah, wouldn't it be cool if we put together a meet? And like, yeah, let's start thinking about that. And so that was probably on their mind multiple months before it was on the mind of these other entries. And I feel like that's also an advantage where their bodies are going to be really more, like extremely more than any other athletes cater mm-hmm. to be do well at this race. Because it's not like yeah. someone else's race; it's their race. So yeah, I agree. Taylor and Bruce, I think, is a, two great picks. So, did you want me to um, do one at a time? There, did I? Am I no, supposed no, to do no, one no. at a time, or do I can announce them the same way? Okay. You can you can announce them together. I mean, if you want to say who was over who, like, are you picking Taylor first or Bruce first? You want to make that dis- distinction? You can do that. I will go. Yeah, I'll go Taylor two, Bruce three. And as an aside, I'm looking up how far the course is from Flagstaff. Now, there's a lot of Flagstaff representation in here. Sarah Hall trains in Flagstaff now. It's only two and a half hours. I think it's perfectly reasonable to assume that they've run on this course before. Also, I should mention this. The rabbits here are for the men, 210. For the women, 224. But obviously, they'll go out quicker, I think, if Hall's talking about going 69-40. And I don't know. Did you click over on the participants? tab here on the on the website if you go to race yeah. if you go to participants for the women and you scroll down they're using male rabbits here right yeah i'm not yeah i'm not looking at this incorrectly so no, no, a no, whole no, bunch yeah. of them they have yeah six. 10 rabbits yeah. listed here well, 10 sorry um, scroll down nick willis is rabbiting <laughs> yeah nick willis is going to set the pace for the first 1200 and i think he's going to do a really really good <laughs> job and then i think he's going to peel off and then uh, you know Ben Bruce is going to take take him through you know 3K, do some steepling. You got Nick Hogger out there, former Portland great. So I mean, you have that many male pacers there who can obviously go through no problem in at, in 70 or faster. Uh, I think this is going to be pretty quick, and it's going and it allows you to have multiple multiple groups. Anyway, my two picks are on the board. I'm hearing that chime sound, diddling, diddling, and the pick is in for Gordon Mack. Yes, so I I get to do two picks as well because now we're in the snake mm. mode. I'll first start with another like there's just a there's a few names at the top that are kind of like obvious that we know are going to finish in the top ten at the worst. Um, I'm going to go with Emma Bates, two twenty five PR, representing A six Idaho Distance Project. Um, we know what she did when she was at Boise State. She her best uh, marathon finish you could probably say was. Her fourth place finish at the Chicago Marathon in 2019, but she also was seventh mm-hmm. at the trials. So she was top ten at the trials. Mm-hmm. She actually finished in between Taylor and and Bruce. So yep. I'm going with Bates right there. I think she'll probably finish in between Taylor and Bruce in this race as well. So break up your your duo, your NAZ Elite duo. And then mm-hmm. my second pick, I'm already going to go with some flyers. I it. It's wild out there. I'm just like going to just feel it. But I'm going to get – no, actually, I'm going to save my flyer 
I'm going to get one who I know is actually good, and that's Kira D'Amato. So, uh, oh, you dang it, you almost didn't do it. <laughs> I know, I almost, I almost opened my flyer, and then I realized, oh wait, no, I got to go with Kira. She, she failed me in the 10K by DNSing, which ended up me losing this the competition with Lincoln. I'm hoping she comes through, makes up for it, gets maybe even, you know, a massive PR here. I'll go with Kira D'Amato as my other pick. We know what she's done. We've been talking. This has been the Kira D'Amato podcast for the past few months. So I don't need to repeat what she's done. Uh, but with her 5Ks, her 10Ks, and doing well at the trials, she was 15th at the trials. But I think mm. she's better than 15th based on what she's done. So Kira D'Amato. Well, fifth, so, 15th in retrospect was her worst race of the year. And at the time, <laughs> you're thinking, that's solid. 15th, that's pretty good based on where she had been. But then from there, she just took off 15 low. 6857, 5123 in the 10 mile. Yeah, that was a good pick. I was hoping you didn't scroll down far enough on the start list to to, to get her. That was my strategy for you to get D'Amato. <laughs> I think it's I mean her PR is two thirty-four. She's gonna get a PR. Yeah, she's gonna run That's, like two twenty-eight at least. Yeah. I'm I'm realizing now we should have just gone one at a time. Cause it's like who wants to hear two people? two people do a snake draft that's not nearly as that's not nearly as that's fun what, because then you don't that's what lincoln was saying but it's it's mm. how snakes work man it's how it works okay. two at a time this is how it goes okay okay so and we're picking we're picking seven here huh all right well let's see <laughs> let me go into my let me go into my my notes let me go to the war room here okay i'm gonna go with the what pick number is this i'm gonna stretch this out it's a little a bit Sixth overall pick. See, with the sixth overall pick. Now, you may not know this, but again, I, I do so much. I do my research, you know, so I know this. All right. the, did you know that this race features four of the top 10 from the Olympic trials? Did you know that, Gordon? I did not. Well, okay. yeah. Well, we've all, we picked them four, right? We've, well, we know we've picked three of them. We picked oh, three yeah. of them. We've picked. Hall wasn't top ten, was she? Hall Hall DNF'd. Hall DNF. Yeah. So we picked Taylor or Bruce, Bates, and Taylor. Six, seven, eight. But the tenth place woman is in this field as well. You don't know her, but I do. Again, because I do my research. She is the next pick in this draft. Julia Conan, come on down. Welcome Ooh. to Team Kevin. She's run two two thirty forty three. Another hometown person. She's representing Hoka. NAZ elite former soccer player has a really crazy story to how she found her way into the marathon. Julia Conan is a six pick. Yeah, you're loving the Hoka NAZ elite. You might as well just like take the whole roster, right? That's, That's, one, yeah, two, yeah. Can I get can I get just the whole group? Can I get everybody? I'm picking for my my coach pick for the coaches race. I'm gonna go Rosario. That's where I'm going with. Okay, you want. Pick number seven, I believe she's also based in Flagstaff, so why not? Let's just keep running it back. This is a little interesting because you have people like Sarah Hall, who's the only one of the major contenders who's run a marathon after the trials, unless I'm missing something. Then you have some people who, like D'Amato, like Taylor, like Bruce, ran in the marathon trials and then ran 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons, some road stuff after. But then you have the other extreme, which is someone who hasn't raced at all in 2020. And that's Diane Nakuri, who is my next pick. 
She's run 227 before. Now she represents ASICs, so we'll have to figure out how that works with my sponsorship deal that I'm trying to trying to work out here uh, with with NAZ Elite. But I'll go Conan and Nakuri. I hope you're writing this down because I'm about to make history I am, here. I am. Oh, I am. Okay, I good. Am. So I have Nakuri. four. I have four. Yeah. And and I have three. Go so I me. get to pick next. I'm gonna go with my two. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. I'm going. With- I'm ready. Hit me with. This. I mean. If you're going to go with Bruce, I'm going to also go with Bruce. So I'm going with Kelsey Bruce, mm. uh, who sometimes I – occasionally they're both being the same race, and I think they're related, but I don't believe they are. But Kelsey Mm-mm. Bruce – Nope, they're not. Uh, PR of 231.53. Um, mm-hmm. She ran it in 2019 at the Houston Half Marathon, so it's not like it's that long ago. She was 21st at the trials. She was 60th Mm -hmm. in 2016, 21st in 2020. That's an improvement of like 39 places. So (laughs) she only can do – in 2024, this girl's going to finish the race before it starts. Like that's just what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kelsey Bruce, I'm going with my fourth pick. And then I'm going with Aaliyah Gray of Roots Running Project. Uh, She's a 234 marathoner. Uh, she's from Chico State. Get some D2 action. Lincoln will love that. She ran a 234 mm-hmm. a while back, but you know, she's been she's been running in the in the she's been in the mix, like in the road races, not like winning anything, but like she's there. And I just think she's a solid runner. She might end up being my sixth woman, maybe fifth, maybe seventh, but I'd like to have her on just in case. So Leah Gray. Mm, interesting. Well, the three I have left. My three main targets are still on the board. Here you go. I feel like I, I feel like the New England Patriots during draft night, just everything falling into my lap through no skill of my own, but just some mind tricks that I'm doing to the other drafters out there. What pick are we on now? This is my fifth pick. I have three to go. Yeah. I'm going to go Adriana Nelson, 228. 52. Another veteran. I'm going veteran in the in the back half of my lineup here with Nakuri and Nelson. But hey, you need some solid scores there. I don't think anybody's going to pick her to win. But, you know, gets the top six, top seven. That's going to get me this win, which is what I really, really, really covet. She ran the World Half Championships representing Romania, but she DNF'd. But at least she's entering races. So that's good. I like that. And... I will go her with my number five. And then number six, I'm going to go Samantha Rucker. Samantha Rucker, 230.25. Her first marathon, she ran 302. So using your math, she improved by 32 (laughs) minutes. I'm looking at a 158. I'm looking at a 158. On Sunday for Samantha Rucker. Let's look up. Uh, let's see. Let's put that on a, on a graph to see where she'd be in five years. Okay, yeah. She's going to trend pretty good here. Yeah, so I'll go Nelson and Rucker as five and six. I got one more. I got one more pick. Rucker is uh, – yeah, tw- she's 29 years old. Let's see. Let's look at this. Let's look at this marathon uh, progression. Well, her PB in 2016 was actually 245. 
and then now she's down to 232. So either way, she is uh, she's she's a good pick for me there. Oh yeah, two four yeah. So 2014 is when she ran the time over three hours. Okay, that's my pick. She hasn't run in 2019 or 2020 that I see at all. So she didn't run the she didn't run the Olympic trial. She did run the Pan Am Games marathon 232.49. So she's put on the old red, white, and blue, Gordon. With my pick, I'm going to go with an athlete who has something to run for. And a lot of these Americans, they're running ah, more just like it. personal best. But someone who's trying to make the Olympics, they're going to be they're – they're, they're less likely to DNF. They're going for broke. They want to get the Olympic standard. So I'm going with Ursula Patricia Sanchez-Garcia. She ran 229.32 in 2019 Houston Marathon. She's two seconds pick. off the Olympic standard. I'm going with her. She was top 20 at the world half in 2020. She ran 110.19 there. So I'm going with Ursula Patricia Sanchez Garcia. See, I got cute. I had her above of Rucker on my big board, but I thought you would go with Rucker because you like the 302 to <laughs> 230 improvement. I thought that would draw you away, and I could sneak in there and get Garcia, but I can't, oh, that could cost me. That could cost me the entire, that's a franchise altering mistake there. That could have been a Bowie over Michael Jordan type situation for me. Yes. And then I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm gonna, I'm going to hit you. I'm going to hit you really hard here. You ready for get, you're about to just like well, crawl into it. I have a bonus person. I have a bonus person. If you pick this person, I'll be really upset. I have a bonus person. Okay, here we go. So not everyone. I mean, I did this in my draft on the men's side. Some people are making their debut. And I'm going to go with the Great Britain athlete from ASICS. I got a lot of ASICS love. I got Hall and Bates. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with Sarah Ingalls, who is making her marathon debut. She's run a 110-24 half, and she did that this year. So it's a recent marathon half half marathon performance i'm going with sarah ingles of great britain as my last pick i guess that is my last pick yeah ingles i thought that was six for you no sure you got okay. seven you get one pick okay. i have one more oh that's right you had two to close it out you need you know you're in the right zone in terms of looking at half marathoners or debuting, but you you picked the wrong person. That's right. Cuse is in the house. Paige Stoner, 24 years old, making her debut. She's run 71.53 in the half. She was second in U.S. Cross this year. Let's get. I'll give you some more Stoner facts. ACC champion. She was seventh in the 10,000 last year. Seventh at USA's in the steeple. Uh I think she's top 10 on Sunday for sure. And if my seventh runner is top 10, my score is going to be so low. It's going to be like that Stanford team with Ryan Hall on it. It's going to be nuts. You're just going to not know what hit you. Yeah. So. Well, the honorary, but here's the thing. I actually have Hall on my team. So that's the thing. I right, actually have right. Hall on my team. She'll win, and then it's just going to be a swarm of Team Kevin slash Team Hoka slash – a couple ASICs yeah. folks. Yeah. Slash I mean Reebok Boston Track Club. Page Stoner's on Reebok Boston Track Club. 
Also on Rebound Boston Track Club, Justin Knight. You know what Justin Knight did a lot? Win. I mean, Lincoln Checkmate. also went deep into Lincoln also went deep into the Syracuse realm on his pick. So it could be mm. Syracuse that does does me in on these two uh these two races. Uh I like the pick. I thought about Stoner, but then I went with someone who I felt was a little quicker. I mean mm-hmm. Stoner's PR was one eleven fifty three, whereas Sarah Ingalls in Ingles was one ten twenty four. It's almost two minutes. So I was like, I gotta go with mm-hmm. Something a little, a little quicker. She's more veteran, but uh, I like the stoner pick. I thought about doing a stoner. Pick. I actually thought about doing Inglis and Stoner, but then I switched mm. it up and I took Garcia. So, uh, I can we do trades? Are trades? We can do trades. We can do trades. Waiver wire. There is waiver wires. If you do like a two for one trade, you can pick someone off the free agency pool. But here's the thing: you have to have a willing trade partner, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure who you can offer me. That's gonna make me want to part from many of my athletes. You don't want. I'll give you. I'll give you Nelson and Stoner for Garcia. No, 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 no. That's a fair. Nelson's I just put him in the trade machine. No, 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 I just put him yeah, in the trade they, machine. They, it says it works. It works. The you salaries have to match. It. The salaries <laughs> match, but the yeah. reality. What about does Harden? Not. James Harden no. pre him showing up on national TV. And not looking fit. How about that? Okay, yeah, read the teams I mean, then. You don't want to trade with me? That's fine. Who's on whose team? So trade. people know. Okay, so Team Kevin. Uh, you got Taylor, Kellen Taylor, Steph Bruce. First, second. Co- Conan, Nukuri. Third. Nelson, fourth, Roker, fifth. and Stoner. Okay. I think I'm going to win this man because I have Hall, Bates, D'Amato, Kelsey Bruce, Aaliyah Gray, Garcia, and Inglis. I think I'm going to win this, man. You're screwed. I think if you were to write this out in terms of like tiers, I think you'd have seven people in that first tier. You'd have Hall, Taylor, Bates, Bruce, four, D'Amato. Sorry, five people in that first tier. You'd have yeah. five people in that first tier. And because you got to pick first, you got three of those first five which gives you a huge advantage and puts me at a disadvantage, but that makes my victory all the more meaningful when I, when I beat you. Uh, now we know it's a marathon and these like looking at your guys' draft from the 10 K from the track meet was kind of wild in retrospect because you just showed, showed it to me and I was looking at it, assuming that was the order that you picked them, but some like the fourth pick could have been the person who won it makes you look like a genius in retrospect of like, Oh, I got yeah. the winner. But it's like, no, you pick three other people ahead of them. I think that's going to be doubly hard given that it's a marathon. And here's the thing, like taking hall for the first pick is like the obvious choice, but here's the thing. If she's trying to break the American record mm-hmm. and she starts bonking, you could see her just be like DNF. Be like, all right, mm-hmm. I don't have mm-hmm. it. Like there's not like there's prize money for a finish. Right, like she's not getting the five thousand for first. I think it's five thousand for first. He announced it. I think two thousand for second and one thousand for third. Yeah, and I think Hall. She's like, I'm out. Then like, she's not going to fight for fifth. I feel like Hall's either going to win it or DNF. Like, there's no or may get second, whatever. But like, there are certain athletes who are going to try to. Yeah, she wants a PR. She knows she's not going to PR. It's out of the books. She's not going to like grind to a two twenty seven. She's going to be like, all right. I'm done, right? So 
that's the only negative to picking some of these athletes is that you don't know their their mentality going in like is it like i'm finishing this race no matter what or Mm -hmm. is it like is it a bang or bust type race you know well with hall she probably has six other late like races lined up in the next six months so i understand that i know the mentality of my team stone cold cold (laughs) killers all of them uh they're gonna be they're gonna be all dialed up no, I don't think the Hoka people – like I think the Hoka people will be less likely to drop out perhaps. That's just yeah. speculation. I'm not sure. I just think if you're going out at 224 pace, if if that's the, the default setting and people are going to go even faster than that, well, let's look at how many people have gone out, have like run 224 before. Sarah Hall and Sarah Hall. That's it. There's only people who have broken 224. So – I think people will stick around just because they want to try to try to get a PR. And if you go out in 72, then you're going to be on PR pace for a while. Even after you start feeling bad, you might hang with it because, oh, man, I'm feeling bad. That last 5K is bad, but I'm still just under. And then it's going to be late when you, when you eventually drop out. But I, compared to how slow Atlanta was and how horrible the weather was there, this will probably be a breath of fresh air for – most of the women in this race were just looking for that that fast time. Can you pretend for a second that I didn't listen yet to you and Lincoln do a podcast because we recorded them back to back? Just put yourself in that headspace and read me your guys' picks so I can make fun of one or both of you. Oh, so you want to hear them? Uh, yeah, I do. Okay. I, all right. So I pick, I have – I don't know the order. Do you want the order of how it went down? Yeah, I want the exact or, order so I can – pretend like I was there. Okay, Lincoln went Albertson, number one. Then I went Fauble and Ward. I went Fauble Ward. Wait, what? And then he went Tukey. Tukey? I don't want to say his name. Tukey? Okay. He went Tukey and her hair. So he went Syracuse right there. Then I went Mariano and Levins. And then he went Benny. He went back to back Syracuse right there. Benny and the Musfun, Musfin, Eritrea, Eritrea, yeah. yeah. Then I went Buchanan as my flyer, the the marathon debut. I went Montanez, Nico Montanez. Remember with him, he ran well the Houston half this past mm-hmm. year. Then he went McDonald and Igor because he just won Igor on his team because he thought it was a great mm. name. Igor Olin Oli. Ferranco, and then I ended with Rudolph Levese from Portland, the Portland pilot. Okay, who ran fourteen in Berlin. Uh, so that's so. Yeah, I think I won that. Okay, so let me ask you this question. Now, in retrospect, tell me the truth here. If say he picked, say he picked Jared Ward first, who would you have picked with your next two? Fable and. Would you have picked Albertson, or could he have gotten Albertson in the next round? He, he could have gotten Albertson in the next round. I would yeah, not have thought to pick Albertson. Yeah, he messed that up. And I, well, I prefaced, pod. I prefaced, I prefaced the the uh, the podcast, and I'll preface it here or after the fact. I don't know. I'm not a good marathon uh, one runner. I've never done it. Or two, like, yeah, I don't know much about. It. I don't follow it as much as you and Lincoln do. If you notice. We've done what over 210 podcasts. Every time there's a podcast that the theme is heavy on marathoning, I try to walk, uh, 
step out of the building and like let you guys handle it because I'm just not mm-hmm. really in tune with the East Africans. Jess hasn't run one yet. Yeah, <laughs> that's not why. It, the reason when why Chess is debuts. I just, when Chess debuts, then I'll start caring about the marathon. Sure. No, I just yeah. I it's not my. I know more yeah. about the hundred, the four hundred, yeah. the mid distance, five k, ten k's. I just. Yeah. That's fine. So, so basically, what you're saying is you're going to beat him, even though you don't know as much about it, is what you're saying. Yes, yes, and I'm going to beat you, even though I don't know much about mine either. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I'm definitely going to win. Although I, I am regretting the that that pick. I tried to outsmart you. I should have just stuck to my chart. Like that's that's advice for you kids. If you ever find yourself in the front office of a major sports franchise uh, on draft night, don't don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Just stick to the chart, right? Best you should available. have picked, you, you should have picked D'Amato in your top two. If I had any suggestions for you, you know, well, it didn't. I was going to get two of those big five, right? That's just how it was going to work. So, yeah, if I picked D'Amato, you were going to get Bates and whoever I didn't pick. So, I like from a from a consistency standpoint. I liked uh, I liked Taylor like, and Bruce, and they weren't sick uh, ten days ago and had to skip a race. Which Demato said she's fine, but it's worth worth considering. That's true. Like, uh, what place do you think will be the highest finish in this race that we don't pick a, that neither of us picked an athlete for? Well, I'm going to sound uber confident, but be I like sixth. Seven. Six. Well, that's obvious. Six. That means we went. We got Taylor, Bruce, Hall, Bates, and Damato. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but one of them will be so switched because think- one of them will have a bad someone's day. Gonna, someone's going to finish six that neither of us picked. You think? Yeah. In reality, it's going to be higher, but I just I can't envision that right now. But you look at this and you feel like it's pretty easy to forecast, especially based on the fact that it's flat and fast, and it should be somewhat predictable because there's rabbits. It's not going to be like the marathon trials where you had Rupp, maybe you had Jake Riley, nobody had Abdi, and then from there it was just what in the hell is happening? I mean, career, probably some people had career, but there was a lot of what the hell is going on in the top 10 when, in, in Atlanta on the men's side. I mentioned this in yesterday's pod, which I recorded today, that you're seeing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Recording yep, yep. this on Wednesday, seeing this on Thursday, Friday. But in the Thursday pod, at the end of it, I so there's ten pacers for this women's field, right? And it's a looped mm-hmm. course, right? Right, right. And like someone like Nick Willis is running. I guess it doesn't really apply much on the women's field because a lot of these men can probably handle the pace and they'll be fine to go beyond half marathon mark and go pretty deep into the into the twenty six point two miles. But like, is it illegal for a lapped runner to be a pacer? That's a good question. I thought you were going to say, "Can they just step off and step back on?" And I would have said, "Yes, that's that's illegal." That's illegal. But what if you're just what if you just happen to be lapped, and then when you're they're about yeah. to lap you, you just pick it up and you start leading the pack that is technically one lap ahead of you, and you just mm-hmm. had a whole rest to kind of refresh your legs for the continued pacing. The old Roger Bannister trick. I'm not sure on the road because that's such a rare rare occurrence. What a the men I'm looking at, I'm kind of interested in this 
because the men they only have four rabbits listed correct yeah and then the women have 10 but it must be because there's one group for the men it's 210 or get out (laughs) right that's That's what we're doing we're doing 210 For, for the women they probably want if Hall's talking 6940, well, that's a lot different than what you'd run for, for 224. And 224 was what was written down. So you're going to have a couple of people there. But for the men, the who we got here? Mason, yeah. Mason Furlick, Ben Flanagan, Frank Laura, and Dylan Marks. Maybe two groups there, but perhaps just one that's just going out at 65. And then you say, hey, hang on as long as you can. Do as much damage as you can. I'm excited about the races. I talked about this with Lincoln. Like last week, you just don't see this from the U.S. This is almost like if a whole bunch of U.S. people decided to run Berlin or Dubai one year and the race was only built around them and nobody else. Think about this. Think about Emily Sisson. If they had made a half marathon here and she had run this instead of Valencia with pacers, how much faster she could have gone. But she goes to Valencia, which I don't, I don't blame her for going to, but the race wasn't set up for her and there were people running – low 65s in that and she's trying to run 67s i think she definitely could have got the record uh if she had some some pace pace help throughout and also if you think about this even if emily sisson got the record in valencia she ran two seconds faster and got the record yeah is it fun to break an american record when you finish like in the middle of a pack on a foreign Mm, country so you're saying she's on purpose she's waiting but like she looked at the clock and was like Yeah, well, just a moment's not going to be real. You're like by yourself. You're just like just yeah, another yeah. body. No, you're not in any of the broadcast window. Like no one is filming it. Like the only footage yeah, of it yeah. is going to be the very end of a camera shot. I just feel mm-hmm. like it would like situations like what the Marathon Project here is doing. Like if Sarah Hall win, uh, breaks the American record, she's going to do it crossing the finish line first. And it's mm-hmm, just going to mm-hmm. have a lot more. It's she's not going to just be like the 12th place finisher in a really fast Berlin field or whatever. So, so what you're saying is when you become an agent, agent Gordon, if he had an athlete attempting a record would set it up. So that way their record is the featured performance and they're not playing second fiddle to six other people who ran faster. Yeah. Especially like, okay. yeah, if like, that's, a good, that's a good part of your agency. I like it. Good job. That's a good that's a good pitch point. I don't know. I just feel like that makes sense. People remember a lot of you, you remember performances that like end up being a winning performance. You don't remember like the person who came in like fifth in a race broke a record. It's like, all right, well, mm-hmm. no one is really connecting that. So Yeah. I do have a question for you. So this race is Sunday morning. What's gonna yeah. be your routine of how you Prepare to watch the race. What's the setup that you're going to be doing? What are you going to be doing during these two and a half hours of watching people run in a circle or or running in a C shape? What's your routine? Marathon <laughs> morning. Uh, let me let me let me look at the exact. Do we know the start time here? Here we go. Um, nine forty-five a.m. Okay, so they're oh they're starting at the same time. Okay, so they're starting at ten a.m. Eastern. So that's nine a.m. I'll try to get a run in before. Uh, I'll definitely call you before because I know you're an early, wait, wait, early morning guy. Well, hold on. It's 9.45 local time. No, look at start time on the bottom there. Oh, 
p.m. and Eastern. Okay, so nine a.m. our time. Yeah, so we got them at the same. We got them going at the same time. So the men should be done by ten ten, and the women should be done by ten twenty or so. Uh, yeah, that's it. I mean, I'll call you definitely after to give you you know my take on how I won and and how it all broke down. But are you going to be doing something special for it? Uh, no. Well, I was talking to Lincoln how I'm not going to watch the first half because I mm. hate watching the first half of marathons. I went on a whole rant. You should enjoy it. I won't. I won't repeat myself for, if you guys listen to both these podcasts. But because uh, you get yeah, too nervous, going right? Well, this is like I get no joy out of watching just paint dry for the first hour of every marathon. It's just it's not fun. So well, when there's pacers, like that, I I definitely I definitely understand that when there's pacers because you're thinking, okay, well, we know they're going to run 65 for the men, right? And the only crazy news, it's almost like it's almost like an early rounds of a, a track event. The only news is when someone goes out. That's the yeah. only that's the only news. But you have you don't that doesn't always happen. And when it does happen, you don't necessarily know why, and you can't always see it. So you're just going to watch the, the second half. Okay, that's fair. But I'm going to be calling you when it starts. So you're going to have to either silence your phone or uh, just lie to me and tell me you're watching. So I'm going to give you uh, updates. I'm going to give you stoner updates. I'm going to have her tracking. <laughs> I hope there's a live tracking app that I can <laughs> screenshot and send to you. Uh, is that it? Anything else? I can't think of anything. Okay. Well, great job on two drafts. I know. Tip of the cap to you. Well done. I was surprised you decided to have me be the consistent person on the two preview shows as opposed to having it be Lincoln on both or you on both. I was Mm. surprised. You know, I believe in you. You may not believe in yourself, but I put my trust in you. And I also was just doing the alternating order thing. And Lincoln and I did it Wednesday morning. So then I was just flipping it around. That was it. So in any event, hope everybody enjoys the race. Um, if people drop out last minute, I don't know if you gave the disclaimer, Gordon, on the previous podcast, but if anybody drops out last minute, we're recording these on a Wednesday. So maybe we'll do a, uh, an emergency just text draft. If well, what, what is the procedure for that? Are we allowed to add? There's no, you're, you're locked in? You're locked in. DNFs or D, okay, DNFs or DNFs. So, but for the purposes of the the analysis that people tuned in for and the, and the rundown, if someone doesn't end up making it to the start, it's because as of Wednesday afternoon, they were in the start list. So that being said, hope everyone enjoys the pod. Hope everyone enjoys the race. We'll be back on Monday to recap, but that one will be me in Lincoln. And then we'll jump into our end of the year awards for 2020, which I'm, I'm very excited about. Lincoln, I did a little bit of that today, but we'll get into like athlete of the year and race of the year and all that other stuff come next week excited and then christmas man christmas and then christmas our christmas pod is gonna be really good it's just gonna be gordon singing silent night for 42 minutes just to see how long people download uh how yeah should we just should we just like play a bunch of christmas carols on the podcast we would just listen to it and then like in between we just give a track take like we do Mm -hmm. like a like we're a radio dj like we give like a 30 second track take and then up next jingle bells and then back. Like, now let me tell you my thoughts about the triple jump right now. Like, you know, I'm for it. I'm for it. I'm all about it. Thanks to Alon for producing. Thanks to 
Gordon for co-hosting. I'm Kevin. We'll talk to you guys next week.